the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all those who dwell therein. Psalm 24, verse 1. Kia ora, welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast. We were the 99th most popular podcast among Kiwis on Spotify. A big shalom to all of Christ's sheep out there who are listening. And we have uh, Josie with us today. Josie, shalom. Shalom. Yeah. Good to have you with us. How are you doing? <laughs> so good. Well, a big welcome to you. We're stoked to have you on. Could you maybe just introduce yourself uh, to us, just so people know what to have in mind as, as we ask you all these questions and find out about you? Yeah, well, I'm Josie, pretty famous, um, if you don't know me already, no. I'm 20, that's, yeah, I mean, what What do you want to know? You're 20 years old, which means you're exactly 10 years younger than me. Yeah. Which means, I'm just tripping out, like, I feel old around you, and I feel like I'm getting all of the payback uh, throughout the course of my life for thinking you know, the older generation was a bit out of touch and stuff because now you're just yeah. serving it up to me. Um, we've only hung out a little bit, but in the little amounts of time we have, you've, I mean, most recently made fun of my phone uh, <laughs> for having a device on it that holds it up so that I don't have to hold it up. Apparently that's a millennial thing. Such a millennial thing. So you're, yeah, you're 20, so that's good. So what do you do when you're not here on mm. this podcast? What do you do with the rest of your week? Yeah, many things. I'm a student, like most 20-year-olds, so studying at Waikato Uni, and I work at Lululemon, which I was trying to tell you before what it is, and you had no idea. I trust that all of our listeners know exactly Everyone what knows, is, yeah. I'm the only one in the dark. Uh, what are you studying at Waikato University? I am studying business and doing a double major in marketing and law. Nice. Yeah. That's good. And how far into that are you so far? Yeah, sim one down. So I only came to uni this year. Nice. Yeah. Enjoying it so far? Yeah. That's awesome. And so we've met here, which is at BBC, uh, in my brother's office. Michael's recording this currently. And the only times we've hung out are really just working on a, a book study, going through Carl Truman's Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. I was uh, chatting to, well, Michael was chatting to me actually saying, hey man, can we read this book together and talk about it? And then I was thinking, that's great. He pulls a bunch of friends in to do it as well. You are one of them. And that yes. that's how we've met each other. And sort of, I guess, early in the conversation, it's come up, you're a Christian and fairly recently a Christian too, which, which is amazing. Can you just tell us a bit about your Christian life currently? Mm. Yeah. So currently, I mean, it is, it is a lifestyle, you mm. know, and I definitely think that it has to be that way. Um, mm. It's daily. It's full of, I think for me, it's about like, I'm a very pragmatic, like, organized person. Mm -hmm. So it's that balance of, like, making a habit out of my faith but also not making it work, mm. you know, um, awesome. and basing, like, not making it too, not getting caught up in the religion of it. Sure. Um, but, like, start my morning, time with the Lord. I think awesome. that's really important. Um, and to end my day as well um, with the Bible and prayer. But, um, yeah, I have, like, a little rule. It's like, before 12 or just like when I'm driving to work or uni, whatever, mm. um, in the morning it's like only worship or like Christian podcasts and things like cool. that because I'm just very aware that like when our minds are most susceptible to, yeah. you know, information and things like that. And um, so, yeah, try to fill my head with good stuff most of the time. And obviously church is a really important part of my life. Cool. And Where are you going along to church? I go to Bethlehem Baptist Church. Cool. Yeah. That, that's great. And you've been coming along here for? For almost a year, like 11 months. Cool. Yeah. Made some good friends? 
It's great friends. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, the point of this podcast is really we are talking about how, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't do what you're doing. And I mean, the way I kind of think about, I guess, particularly with the stage of life that you're at is you are like somebody driving into town like right into the city center at 5 p.m. while all of the traffic is going the opposite way. It's kind of uncommon. So why? How, how did this happen? Um, maybe could you sort of flesh out where you were at and what you thought about things beforehand? Mm-hmm. And well, let's just start with that. Yeah. What, what did you think about everything before Christianity? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's such a good question. I was very... Liberal, mm-hmm. very like brought up in a um, like mild kind of religious principles from my mm-hmm. dad's side, but very, very loose um, yep. and also quite contradictory from him. So it didn't really hold much weight okay. to me. Um, and then complete atheist like on my mum's side. Right. So um, I was kind of just like very much just going with the worldview. Um, and yeah, that was kind of where... Any kind of thing in normal society now, that probably would have been my view. Right. You know, just gone along with that. Yeah, super yeah. woke. Super woke, Love yeah. It. <laughs> um, do you remember, like, what your first encounter was with Christianity or anything to do with that? Yeah. I um, Well, there was a few seeds for me growing up. Like, I had – I always had a Christian friend, and I moved a lot of um, social groups, but okay. I've always had friends that are Christian – um, and I actually came to BBC a couple of times as a kid because, well, more like a young teenager, my best friend who was my neighbour, they came here um, and I would just get dragged along to youth a right. couple of times. Yeah. But like three times max. Sure. Yeah. And do you remember what you thought of it during those brief encounters? I do. I remember um, it would have been phase at the time and I, this is awful, but I just remember I found like worship like the song so funny like I had no issue with anything okay. else but I thought it was just crack up that people were singing about Jesus which is just yes <laughs> we <laughs> do that honest. a lot yeah yeah that's kind of baked into the cake yeah, yeah. it was okay. just very I don't know um like I'd never heard anything like it you know mm. like I'd heard about I didn't know worship was really a thing so then I was like why are these people singing about this like that's so weird okay yeah funny Okay, and so you you go along three times, and mm. that that was sort of it. What what was your next sort of encounter with it? So my next encounter would have been yeah last year when I like came to faith. Cool. Um, so tell us about that. Yeah, big. Obviously, I think. How does this happen? That's, that's yeah. Our, our listeners wonder. <laughs> how does story. this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> well. Quite, a, I think, a loaded question for me. Like, I was in a like a not very good place mentally. Like, sure. I was just super lost, um, which I think a lot of like young people are. But I was kind of going through that. Like, a lot of big life changes happened all at once, mm. um, and so everything I'd put my foundations in were very external. Mm. And then within the space of like one month to two months, were just pulled away from me, just like one after the other. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have your foundations in something stable. Um, like Jesus, like Ed, where, right. what do you have left, you know? Totally. Um, so I just totally crumbled and lost all the sense of identity I had. Mm. Um, but I'm a very, I'd say, relatively deep thinker and mm. quite an all or nothing person as well. Right. And so there was like a spiritual curiosity. Yeah. However, during that time, that looked like, like the universe and right. manifestation and like, 
I was so deep in that. Yeah. Um, like I had all the crystals and right. saw healers and yeah. um, was very, yeah, very into that. And Total s- pagan. Total pagan and was so into that to the point that I was like this. I had to eliminate it because I was like this doesn't work. Like I was seeing mm. a healer every three weeks. Right. Like doing lots of, um, it was, yeah, like kind of crazy stuff when I like talk about it now. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, that actually is not normal for like an 18-year-old or right. 19 year old to do Yeah Um, And Yeah I went to like Full moon ceremonies And everything Yeah Um, Do you remember what it was I guess specifically about it That made you think Ah Like this is empty There's nothing to it Yeah I was getting more and more depressed Right And I was like I don't get It was actually from a place of overwhelm too Because the whole Idea Like ideology behind it Is kind of like You are your own god You Mm. know And you can attract What you want And it's this whole thing And I was like Well how come I'm doing All the quote unquote work And I'm this and that And It was a place too Of like Yeah just total mental overwhelm Because I go Oh I'm really unhappy But I know I have to change My thoughts to be happy You can't attract Like you are what You attract And sorry no You attract what you are And so If I'm not happy I'm going to keep Attracting this unhappiness But I can't Find that Like it was just a real vicious circle of like I sure. this this can't be right like yeah, yeah. absolutely no, that, that's amazing and I, I think that does reflect like some I guess you know thinkers around worldview or Christian philosophers will talk about it as like monism you know the idea that basically everything in the universe everything that I'll interact with is all part of this one system and we're also mm. like in that interacting with each other trying to find meaning in that but there's nothing like outside the system that can speak into it and, mm. and kind of transcend it, which is, I think, really what Christianity is saying that's distinct from that. So jumping from that to Christianity, yeah. how, how did that happen? Yeah, I. it's funny. It was from a place of kind of exhausting or all other options. Right. I um, got to the point where I didn't have much will for life and I was literally like, well, the Christians that I know or that I see on social media – Seem happy What What is that about Like mm. they have things In their life that I want And yeah. the common denominator Is their faith mm. um, And so I literally Googled Christianity For dummies And I was like I'm just going to learn about it Like Far I literally up. have nothing To lose Like what is this Because mm. I didn't I kind of knew Aspects of it But I was like What is What is the Christian yeah. faith What is the belief Like what You know Trying to connect The few dots That I had Yeah um, And mere Christianity Popped up Which yeah. is Probably not for dummies. <laughs> yeah. But um, I started listening to a podcast which was an atheist and um, this guy from, well, this professor from Oxford University who knew so much about like um, C.S. Lewis's life. And yeah. he also was an atheist, came to faith. Um, yeah. And it was just really interesting conversations and um, was just listening to, yeah, so much like apologetics and like yeah. everything like that. And then read Mere Christianity and I was like, whoa, this makes so much sense. Far out. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, man, so many questions. So w- the, the Christians that you thought, these are, these are happy mm. people, were these the ones that, you know, throughout your various friend groups at school and things like this, or were these other Christians that you'd met along the way elsewhere? Yeah. I think through friends at school, or like siblings of friends mm. at school that were a bit older that yeah. I kind of loosely just followed, literally probably on social media or... There was like some musical artists too um, that I liked their music and then I found out they were Christian and there'd be some seeds in their songs. And yeah, I was just like, what is 
you know, I just kind of connected all those mm. and I was like, yeah. Far out. So you're Googling Christianity. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff on Google that could have gone really sour. Yeah. You stumble across yeah. Mere Christianity. Um, amazing book. Some, mm. some really awesome stuff in there. You find it uh, interesting. You find mm-hmm. it compelling. You're persuaded by a bunch of what he says. You think it makes sense. So where did you go from there? Yeah. So I was coming at it from quite a logical perspective. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started for me. I was like, this makes sense. Mm. Um, and... I think I kind of was exploring that for maybe like a month and then I was like, I need to go to church. Like that right. is the next step. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I started going to church with some friends. So actually through my job as well, which was kind of like just crazy because I was working with like five Christians who were awesome and I was like, these, are, these people are so cool. Fire and so out. then I kind of had community before I'd even gone to church. And mm. so they actually really helped nurture kind of yeah. the just beginning of my faith as yeah. well. Um, so when I was ready to be like, hey, I want to come to church that week, like cool. I was going. Um, and I had known of like Bethlehem yeah. Baptist and I had friends from school that went here. So I was like, I just want to go to BBC. Cool. And yeah, but I, in terms of like my faith, I, it was still very logical. Mm. Um, but I had, Took that into my prayer life. I was like, mm. I hope you're up there. Like, I'm assuming you are. And yeah. um, I don't, I was like, I get it and I believe this is true, but I don't feel it. Yeah. Um, which was quite complexing in sure. a way because I was like, I so believe this, like, this makes so much sense, but I didn't have that, like, emotional connection. Sure. Um, and so I just really lent into, like, prayer with that and... Mm. Um, yeah, like eventually it came, but I didn't have this big Jesus moment where I was like crying on my floor and, you know, like yeah, all of sure. this. It was very much like, um, yeah, mm. I don't know, a lot more, not subtle, but just a, like, yeah, logical, I think is just the yeah, word. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a lot of people that, um, you know, particularly that are raised in a stream of Christianity that would sort of not emphasize experience so much, I think can feel a little bit discontented and a little bit unsatisfied mm. with that. And I think sometimes they'll, you know, put their feelers out for maybe, I guess, denominations or expressions of Christianity that are more, yeah, that more just emphasize, okay, here's a vision, mm. you know, here's a an encounter where I am baptized in the spirit and I speak in tongues or whatever. And I'm not saying those things are necessarily wrong at all. Um, I, I, I'm fine with those mm. things. But I think a lot of people are wrongly disappointed when they, I guess, realize just how normal the Christian life is. Like, mm. it's like, how's it supposed to feel? It's like, well, like, no, God is in everything. Like God's, God has to do with everything. You know, we started this off with um, Psalm 24 verse one, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Like a lot of the Christian life just feels normal. You mm. know, it's like normal life. It's just acknowledging where it comes from. It's acknowledging that it, it, it it's under God. It has to do with God. It's to be done to the glory of God. Uh, it's it's an obedience to God, and it might not be that there's this Damascus Road <laughs> feeling encounter in everything you do in the Christian yeah. life, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, like that, that's that's it, it's completely fine for it to be that way. Yes. I mean, you're not necessarily wrong or missing anything if if you still feel kind of normal. Mm. So you didn't have an encounter like you know crying on the bedroom floor necessarily, but was there a? I mean, and different people will talk about this in different ways, but was mm. there a moment for you where you sort of encountered the claims of the gospel and here's Jesus saying, you know, I've died for sins. I've lived perfectly. I've risen from dead. 
Hmm. If you come to me, I'll forgive your sins. I'll include you in my family. Was there a moment where you were sort of, you encountered that claim and sort of remember accepting that or receiving that? Hmm. Or was it more of a gradual process? It was definitely more gradual Mm -hmm. because I think like a real initial kind of thing I struggled with coming to church was shame. Like I just felt so much shame for the life I'd lived um, and the choices I've made and stuff. So I like once again understood the principles of why Jesus died for us and all of that, but I couldn't, like I really struggled to relate that to me personally, yeah. it was like the idea of it is great and as a collective makes so much sense and all of this. But me personally, mm. like Jesus died for me, Josie, yeah. hello, I don't get that. Mm. That's kind of how it felt for a while. Um, and then through conversation with just good people around me, um, that's when it kind of started of like the whole come as you are and um, you can drop like – that shame and stuff mm. like Jesus despised shame. Yeah. And um, that's when I think it started to, I think something switched in my mind and mm. then reflecting, I started to feel it more, but yeah. like upon reflection, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. So currently as it stands, you believe the gospel, you believe yep. Jesus died for your sins and you're, you're trusting him yep. to bring you into the age to come. 100%. Awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Let's talk about um, some of the people along the way. You've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but the Christian life, uh, as we've said on a number of episodes now, it's not meant to be alone. Um, if you're further along, you're supposed to be helping out some of the newcomers. You know, Paul will talk uh, in Titus 2 about the older teaching the younger, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, as we all get further into the faith, there'll be times where that's what we're doing, you know, helping out people that are in a similar situ- situation to where you've been. But um, I guess just currently with you being in, into it for about a year at this point, have there been key people along the way that have been helpful to you? And yeah, could you talk about maybe who some of those people are and, and how it was that they've helped you out and, yeah. you know, encouraged you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that was the biggest thing, like just by sheer grace, I fell into just such a nurturing community Mm. I think that was so pivotal for me especially because I'd come from such a season of loneliness that the contrast of that was kind of like mind-blowing to me and was like I really feel God's love through these people um one person that was like and still is um really important to me and my relationship with faith is my best friend Maddie who I started okay. working with and that was like I met her the first day I came to church and then she was like oh I've just got a job interview where you're working I was like no way and then so we just spent heaps of time together but that was my first kind of Christian friendship mm. um and so just like prayer and friendship and what it looks like to kind of be a 20 year old or a 19 yeah. year old um just in this world and stuff, like, she was a great example of that awesome. and could speak um, just such great words over me and just such great advice and wisdom that, like, that was just so instrumental. Yeah. Um, and she was just really, I think, patient. Like, little things, even, like, swearing, I used to just have the potty's mouth. And she would never explicitly say anything or anything like that, but then little by little I was like, oh. And I don't know, I just would shape certain things Um just because she influenced me so beautifully, like, yeah. but She's so gracefully. Yeah. yeah. 
But, I mean, like, Michael has also been huge, um, who, because I serve with youth now, and he's our youth pastor who's sitting in the room. So, in the room so funny on. talking about, yeah, just yeah, pretending he's not here. You can be honest, just say Yeah, what yeah, think. yeah. He sucks. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no. I, yeah, he's been hugely, um, like, I'd say mentor over this yeah. last little while, um, especially, like, theologically, mm-hmm. um, but also just has really given me so many resources like even with this book club and like so many books which has just been great and then following them up with actual conversations um of implementation and just how i've digested those and and just walking through life um and bringing all that to him as well so yeah it's awesome yeah that's great are there any books in particular that stick out to you as these are the go-tos so well mere christianity goes without saying um yeah, the book we're going through at the moment, Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, which is huge. Um, By Carl Truman, get a copy of yeah, everyone. You, you have need to. it to understand the times. Yeah, um, that's so important. But I think Crazy Love, Francis really Chan. good. Yeah, um, which was crazily convicting. Yeah, um, I love that book. So many though. So like truly so many. Um, I'm a big fan of John Mark Comer as... I know there's a stereotype around that, but I'll happily okay. take it. Um, yep. So Ruthless and... Whoa. Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah. Is that the one you've been trying to get me to read, Mike? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it would be. Yeah. I'll get to it. Okay. Cool. Were there any particular challenges? I mean, you've mentioned some of them around shame and things like that, Mm. but it must be quite a jarring thing coming out of um, not only being secular, not only being, Mm. um, well, certainly not Christian, but having uh, an alternative kind of spirituality too. Uh, you know, you're spiritual but not religious or, um, you know, all, all the things you've mentioned. Were there any particular mm. things that you struggled with coming into Christianity or that you found quite jarring or difficult to get your head around or wrestled with? Yeah. Um, definitely family is a big one because um, I think just – the social groups, family and social groups, all the people in my life kind of before coming to faith, um, mm. just the the difference in relationship I really struggled with initially. Um, yeah, I you feel a little bit like alienated, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, but yeah, yeah, I read that's something I still struggle with and sure. like knowing that my family's probably, you know, they're not saved and they're not open to those conversations. That's, right. that's an ongoing yeah. struggle. Um, for sure. But with yeah. good friends as well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that, and that's a huge thing to navigate, um, balancing that fine line. I have, like, I, I, I so want this um, for you and I, I've mm. found a treasure in a field that mm. I've dug up and I've found it to be valuable. I've, I've sold everything I own, you know, spiritually speaking to, yeah. to have it. And I want you to see it that way as well. And, and currently you don't, but at the same time, yeah, like we're, we're family and we love each other and we've mm. got, you know, a lot of shared history and a lot of stuff we laugh about together and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, for sure. That, that's definitely, that's definitely huge. Um, so one question I, I asked last week and I think it'd be a good one. So Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he's a, um, Preacher in the 1800s who I really like, and he, he arguably the first megachurch pastor in history, and heaps of people get converted and get saved and join mm. his church. And one of the things he would ask uh, any of the new members of the church, in addition to all of the ordinary kind of pastoral questions, would be, what do you want to accomplish for the Lord? Um, so you're 20, so yeah. you're like a full 10 years younger than me. Mm. Um, all things being equal, got some years in front of you. Obviously, only God knows the future. But yep. what would you like ideally to accomplish for yeah. the Lord in your life? Wow. 
That is a great question. Um, I'm definitely passionate about youth, mm-hmm. but also I think my peers, which I am 20, so you could group that as youth, <laughs> I guess, um, is just, yet yeah, seeing as many disciples of Jesus as possible. Just mm. like, oh, I don't know, my, my heart breaks for just so many, like we're all so broken, mm. you know? Um, so just for people to um, encounter God's love, like yeah. that is just however I can help in that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's do some rapid fire questions. I always do the disclaimer of they end up becoming not rapid fire because I tend to be very long winded. Um, and sounds like you can do a little bit of that as well. You yeah, see, you've yeah. got a bit of a background <laughs> in radio, so you get how this goes. Let's have a crack. So you're on a deserted island. You can only have five books of the Bible with you mm. for some unknown reason. Mm. What are your five? Oh, rapid fire. I just go three gospels, Romans, and Acts. Love it. Do you have a life verse? And I've I've worked out how to translate this into Gen Z. Okay. What verse do you have on your bio on your social media or would you have? Oh, okay. Um, Philippians 4 to 6. No, sorry. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, which is um, – I wouldn't put this in my bio. Okay, but, but you just like the verse. It's my favorite verse, yeah. Is that the don't be anxious? Yes. Yeah. 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 Love it. Prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. Yeah. Love it. Peace that transcends all understanding. Yeah. Great. Awesome verse. That's mm. that's awesome. It, it's kind of funny. Like, I didn't even know what a life verse was for so much of my childhood. Yeah. And then hanging around, well, Pentecostal people, actually, they would just talk about it all the time like it's a thing. Right. It's a yeah. life verse. And then the more evangelicals I've met, they're like, yeah, a life verse. And I just, we didn't grow up having that. But the verse you put in your bio, I think, is, right. is helpful. What advice would you give to someone starting out the Christian faith today. They just got converted today. You're mm. a year in. What would you say? Read your Bible. <laughs> Great advice. Yeah. Favorite Christian song? Oh, Christian song or worship song? Christian song. Okay. Either. You do both. Take Me to the River, which is trending, so all my Gen Z friends would know that mm. from TikTok. But it's actually um, locals, like two people from Tauranga. Cool. Read it and it's gone viral, and it's just such a bop. Who sings it? Ah, that's a good question. I always forget their names. Yeah. Love it. Take me to the river. Mm. Okay. Uh, favorite Christian book? Probably Me Christianity or am yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. I love the stuff in that. I wasn't, I wanted to say this before. The stuff in that around the moral argument, mm. I loved. Mm-hmm. I, I read that for the first time when I was about your age as well on a holiday in Australia and just was blown away by the way you argued that. It was really solid. Um, you would read that on a holiday. <laughs> oh, totally. I literally... Just read it in an afternoon. I was yeah. just like, this is, it was so good. I couldn't put it yeah. down. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Favorite Christian artist? Do you have a, na- I mean, maybe a name of one too would be good. Um, <laughs> controversial, but I would, well, not controversial, just uncommon, would be Forrest Frank because I listened to his stuff before I was Christian. Cool. And he was one of the people that I was like, he seems like a cool, happy guy. Cool. What kind of, like, what's his vibe? Um, what's his aesthetic? It's quite vibey. It's quite vibey. So he's part of Surfaces. I understand so much more now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, surfaces who make, it's not necessarily Christian music, but they are two Christians that make music that are, their mission was kind of like, all music is quite sexual and dark and depressive and here's some happy vibes. And then he went on his own and he's made some, like, worship songs that, um, like great for youth would recommend. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just would yeah, they're they're very kind of like pop well not poppy, more like chill pop. Mm. Yeah. 
Cool. Favorite thing about your church? Community. Awesome. The people. Well, this has been another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast where we talk to Christians who were not raised Christian, but here they are in the family of God anyway. We're so glad you're in the family of God. Our website is uh, www.redeemerchurch.org.nz. Josie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Grace and peace to you all. Shalom. Than a cool fresh spring, and to one lost sheep, a shepherd boy is greater than the richest.